3: President Jonathan Kraft, Bloomberg Business of Sports, from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where... Let's do... Uh, uh, Barr, you're on the right side of Eben,
5: I'm on the left side. Let's do it in his ears. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah where... Huh? We, we covered his. <laughs> he was monkey here, no evil, right there.
3: <laughs> We're going to explore the big money issues in the world of sports, and let's kick it off uh, with your story, uh, Scott. Yes. That, that uh, Google, as uh, YouTube, they've reached a deal with Major League Baseball for exclusive rights to stream games in the second half of the season continuing the expansion of live sports to the internet.
5: Yeah, there you go. That's it, Bars. It's that expansion. Here's another case of a major sports league putting premium property exclusively, and I have to emphasize that word again, this is exclusive. If you are a Dodgers fan and they happen to pick a Dodgers game to be on YouTube TV and YouTube, you cannot watch it on any regional sports network. You cannot watch it locally. It is the only place to go. This is that migration bar, and I'm guessing, I'm going to guess here, you have not watched a sporting event or anything on YouTube. Uh, you are right. I have not. <laughs> I and, have. Uh, but I was <laughs> going to say, but I bet Evan has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that, then... That's what this is all about. What These are trial balloons. What these leagues are trying to do, and these platforms, they're trying to get folks comfortable with the idea of watching live games on the digital platforms and not just sitting in front of the couch and watching it on TV. The more people are comfortable, then you'll see that migration pick up and you'll see the so-called fangs be big time bidders for major rights. And everybody's looking to 2021, 2022, when those NFL rights come up, will they be Amazon? Will they be who knows what? Where will DirecTV wind up? Where Sunday ticket. So you just see that migration picking up pace and intensity and where it ends up Which platform, we don't know. You just get a good idea that there's going to carve out a pretty big digital piece.
4: And YouTube is... For folks who don't know, pretty big in the esports world, you know, Twitch is the giant there, but there's a lot of live streaming of, of competitive video gaming on YouTube. Uh, they've also dipped their toe in with other, you know, less premium than than Major League Baseball rights, but other sports, LAFC, the the MLS team was the first to, to, to give all their local rights over to YouTube TV. Uh, there's a few other MLS clubs who have done the same. Um, but yeah, as Scott said, you know, the we saw NFL has done experiments with Amazon, with twitter with yahoo uh y- this is YouTube, baseball with facebook last baseball year baseball with facebook um and, and these are these are exclusive deals so so that's even it's it's an even bigger deal that way but they're all just trying. They're, they're they're dipping their toe into all these platforms seeing what works what doesn't who does it the best um and yes the the big eye is towards the big money uh in a couple of years all right
3: I'm, old curmudgeon here is gonna play devil's advocate let's say i have a 60 inch flat screen tv which i love watching sports Why now would I want to go to my cell phone to get it streamed on a little. Well, maybe
5: cell phone. if you had a smart TV, you could watch it on your 60-inch flat-screen TV. You get YouTube yeah. TV on that on that TV.
4: Because incre- yeah, increasingly TVs and, and you may not have one, but uh, but uh, increasingly TVs are able to play you know apps or you know Google, Apple TV or Barry, you, see, know, see you, can, you can bar. pull up you can pull up YouTube on a lot of TVs. Yeah, I think that the point is, I mean that that's the way I think the direction they're heading. And you know, baseball. I mean, we can be frank about baseball's demographics. It, it shifts. Older, they're, they're certainly looking to appeal to a younger audience, um, and putting your games on the platform where younger people are uh, is certainly one way to possibly do that. You know how you get um, bar. Let's put in
5: that. a kind word to Rob Manford next time we talk to him and say, you know what? Let's make one of these games because right now it's to be determined they haven't picked the matchups yet. Let's make one the Tigers. Let's See, get Michael now, Barr on
3: YouTube TV. I will do it. I will go to YouTube TV <laughs> to
5: watch the Tigers. Jack Morris is going to be starting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They will be the first U.S. sports betting operator to offer live sports broadcasts alongside odds on its website and mobile app as part of an expanded partnership with Swiss data and media giant SportRadar AG.
4: Yeah, for our European listeners this won't this won't sound like news because if you if you pull up a sports gambling app in in the UK and want to gamble on say NBA odds are you're going to see the live NBA game you're gambling on right We're next so to behind the odds. We're
5: so behind but
4: now. this is a first for the US. FanDuel through a partnership with Sportradar uh will have live tennis, kind of mid-level ITF tennis matches and Bundesliga, the top league in in Germany. Uh, they will have live rights for those alongside the odds, and, and the theory here, and you know, makes total sense from an anecdotal standpoint. Also, if you are looking at a game and able to bet live, you know, what's the next? Po- who's going to win the next point? Um, will there be a goal scored off this corner kick? Things like that. When you when you're watching the game and have those odds in front of you, you're more likely to engage with them.
5: This week's podcast guest is Al Guido, the president of the 49ers, also with Elevate, which is helping the XFL sell tickets. They haven't announced their broadcast agreements yet but something tells me that not too far down the line the XFL broadcast <clears throat> may include player stats on uh, right there on the on the screen some betting odds right there maybe some live bets uh, it, it just makes sense when they talk about figuring out a new way to do things bringing fans closer and what fans want these days yeah
4: and this was kind of part of i don't think it ever came fully to fruition but the alliance of american football the aaf the spring league that that folded you know midway through its first year this year this was part of their push as well the, the this app they were developing with mgm you know this idea that along if you can pair live rights with live odds you're going to draw a lot more eyeballs uh, to to your product and you know just to just to to, to lend credence to that, the folks at Fanduel told me, you know, for for Sport Radar and, and the things that they see, and Fanduel's owned by uh, Paddy Power, which does a lot of gambling overseas and, and based in Ireland. Overseas, you know, when they added live streams to tennis matches, they saw two to three times the amount of betting volume coming in on those games versus just having, you know, being able to bet on the game without the live stream. So, you know, if you can double or triple engagement just by popping in a, uh, a feed of a Bundesliga game. Uh, for FanDuel, that's a big deal. And, I, you know, this isn't an exclusive deal. I would imagine as the tech develops for other platforms like a DraftKings, like a William Hill, we're going to see the same stuff happening there. And I would expect, as we talk about, again, Scott, 2020 when all these other leagues have their big major rights packages up, I would not be surprised if we see leagues like the NBA, maybe MLB spinning off a, a gambling portion that goes just for apps like this. And
5: Paul, remember, You know the saying, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? When it comes to us and sports betting and sports, yes, you can. Oh, yeah. The water's on the screen, and we all lap it up.
3: That part is easy. I, You know, I, I know I'm, I'm old, because I embarrassed my oldest son uh went to uh best Who's buy. Who's 52? Yeah, he's 52 now. <laughs> he's he's uh, I'm he's in his late 20s now and we went to the best buy and I and the and I, uh, a sales agent bought my son's age says, it's going to help you and I said yes. Where is your DVD section? Oh, and no. oh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my son and the sales agent just started laughing. He said, "Dad, they stream stuff now." Do you understand that?
5: Where is your eight track?
3: (laughs) I have one of those. See, that's what's wrong. Uh, Moving along here. Help me out. Uh, Big three (laughs) deal with uh, CBD company.
5: Evan, help me out on this one. What exactly is? Because I was like marijuana, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, no, 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 no.
4: Yeah, it's not quite marijuana. I'm putting on the, the scientific hat here. Uh, some of this may be wrong, so disclaimer. Uh, from what I understand, <laughs> oh, <great>. um, <laughs> Cannabis, marijuana. You know, that has a lot of different you know compounds, cannabinoids. The two big ones are THC and CBD. They do a lot of the same things. Uh, the main difference between the two of them, THC has the psychoactive aspect to it. Um, and CBD does not.
5: But didn't you get all this from like WebMD? Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Evan W. Williams.
4: So while you know THC, I, I believe is is the aspect of, of marijuana that you know is the reason why it's illegal in the U.S. And, and in large, you know, across the world in a lot of places. Well, the
5: big three lets the players use it in like cream form to alleviate pain. They let them use CBD. Right. That's CBD. that's the
4: difference. So right. CBD, you know me. Is, uh, THC, illegal. <laughs> CBD, CBD in this gray area that might not be illegal, but <laughs> CBD is, is becoming mainstream. You're seeing it in food, you're seeing it in oils. You can buy it on corners in, in New York City right now. Um, and you're right, the, the Big Three was the first major sports league in the U.S., at least, to essentially rubber stamp, uh, say, you know, we're going to allow our athletes to use it. Athletes love it from a, you know, muscle recovery standpoint. Um, and you know, following up on that, that was last year for the Big Three. We this year they have the sponsorship. Yeah, now. this I year mean, they have yeah. a new sponsorship with with CBDMD. They will be the official jersey partner of all twelve uh, Big Three teams for its for its third season, which starts in June. Um, so, I mean, I think you know, the same company CBDMD has a deal with with Bubba Watson, the golfer. You're going to see their brand on his hat starting at the PGA Championship later this month. Um, I think that the overall point here is we talk a lot about sports gambling and, and the, the tremendous advertising dollar rush that, that is happening there. If sports leagues and sports teams also want to embrace CBD and the growing legalized marijuana industry, I think there's also a big bucket of money available there. Yeah, so we were saying
5: we had like the FanDuel, DraftKings, Daily Fantasy. Now there's sports betting. Like one day, is marijuana going to be the next huge sponsorship rush for pro sports teams there
4: are certainly there are parallels there right because it's happening state by state we're seeing you know a lot of momentum uh for both of them and and for specifically for sports you know this is a product that cbd at least is a product that athletes are using i I promise you in in every major sport right now uh and we have the nhl is looking at cbd as potentially allowing its athletes to use that sport that needs we we gotta (laughs) get
5: bar off the geritol (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> I still take milk magnesium man. But here's the p- hypocrisy that I don't like is that this is is a cream and it's going to obviously it helps with the CBD. But if a football player smokes marijuana, uh he's breaking the rules. So I I don't well, and, get... But the problem and the law. Yeah, well, well, well depending on where depending you are. Depending on where you are, right? But and it's where...
5: still against in the, the NFL still has as a banned substance in it's CBA.
3: It, but see, then, if CBD is okay, why isn't marijuana? Well, Eben, Eben told you. Right. So, yeah, it's again, it's, psycho, it's It's the THC versus, the, yeah, no, versus I, no, CBD. I get it. But yeah. I mean, but what I'm saying is that you know it, there's a hypocrisy there. And I, I yes, think you're right.
4: And, and I think that that is something that you know in the in the next round of. CBA, not CBD, CBA, <laughs> collective bargaining agreement negotiations that we see in, for, for various leagues. I think this is going to be a hot topic. Russell Okung, a former NFL player, has been very outspoken about this. Um, we're getting more science around not just you know THC, but also CBD. I think we're going to see some changes in the way leagues approach uh, cannabinoids in, in, in the near future.
3: This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Novy-Williams. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports.
4: Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Al Guido, president of the San Francisco 49ers and CEO of Elevate Sports Ventures.
3: You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, wherever you get your podcasts.